Hi, I'm Rod Studd. Welcome along to the latest edition of On The Wire, the official podcast of the PDC. In this edition, we'll hear from Adrian Lewis and Mervyn King about their Premier League campaigns from Skybet Starts odds compiler Craig Ibbotson. And I'll be joined by Rod Harrington to give us his thoughts on how the White and Mackay Premier League is shaping up. Adrian Lewis is making his third appearance in the White and Mackay Premier League. He has one semi-final to his name and will be hoping to get at least that far in 2010. His first four matches have yielded three points, including a draw and a brilliant battle in Exeter with James Wade. So let's have a look back on that game with AD. AD, well done. Um, not often you say well done after a draw, but I guess when you're 7-4 down, that you know, a draw is obviously a very good result from that position. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I learned a lot after uh, playing Merv in the first week. I mean, the only, the only time that he won that was through big finishing. Um, Terry Jenkins did the same against me last week and it's affected me again and I thought to myself tonight I thought well, he's going to take up big fish well I was prepared for it you know and I thought when he sorted it ball ball double 16 I was thinking whatever I thought carry on just nail him you know what I mean I just thought just get on him and just beat him um, tonight I thought I started slow um, where normally I start quick and then fade off and then play well tonight I started slow and, and just played well all the way through after that yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I thought I played probably 70% tonight. Um, I must have nearly 105 average, whoever it was. Yeah. Um, but I, I still thought it was only 70%. I thought if I started quick like I do quick, like I mean, I could have walked off there tonight with probably 110, 111. Uh, and that's me aim. Yeah. It isn't good enough, that wasn't. Yeah, you're right what you say that you've had to take a couple of punches, but twice as well, which mm. you must feel good about because he's hit 148 at the start and then 104. Yeah. He's come back to three all. And then you've just mentioned the one there. You sat on a two dart, I think it was 54, wasn't yeah. it? And he's gone bull, bull, double 16. Yeah. Now, most players or a lot of players were thinking, yeah. I can't stand much more of this, but you've thought, hang, hang on, yeah. I'll just knuckle down again. So you, you've done that twice in the same game, if you like. That's right, yeah. Um, like I said, I, I knew I was up against. Um, and I was expecting another average off Wadey tonight. And that's what I got. Um, so as long as you expect things, you know what's coming, and, and that's that's what I thought in my mind. I thought well, he's going to come at you tonight. So obviously he's under the pressure anyway. I thought I'm going to go out there, and I'm under pressure. Obviously we're only having yeah. two points as well, and I thought just go out there and, and beat him. Yeah. I was disappointed when I went seven four down because I knew it shouldn't have been that. But like I said, Wade took out some good finishes. I kept my head together, which is a, a well a sign of maturity really, um, and I was ready for him. Just chatting afterwards, Rod Harrington was saying, mm. that game there is what the Premier League is all about. Yeah. You know, you've hit six 180s, they're averaged over 100, yeah. Wade's averaged 97, he's taken out three ton pluses. Yeah. I mean, that is what Premier League darts is all about again. Of course like, it, it is, yeah, definitely. I mean, Wade won it last year, obviously, being bottom at the moment, he's, he's under the cosh. Um, you must be thinking, what's going on here? But it's a different quality of players coming in here with me and Whitlock as, as, as wild cards as well. There's nothing between us, really. I mean, you've just got to look at it and, and think, well, like I said, Wade, he was 7-4 up. You shouldn't lose from 7-4 up because if I, was, if I was in that position, I'd relaxed even more and played a lot better. Yeah. Um, but Wade, he didn't. Um, and I come back at him and he let me come back at him. And, and he paid the price, really. What do you, what, how do you assess the position of the Premier League so far? I mean, you mentioned Wade's only got mm. a point. You've got three. I mean, if you take Phil Taylor off the top, the, the next seven are you know really in a bunch, aren't they? Of course we are. I mean, all of them are in a bunch. I mean, even Phil, I mean... Uh, we, we have to fill. I mean, like I said, I mean, I've probably got an higher tournament average than Phil has. I mean, I've probably got 100 tournament average, so it's 96 or something. Um, but I mean, we'll be after him. Everybody's after him. It's, you've just got nailed down now. I mean, keep practicing hard and 
and keep yourself uh, alert. And, yeah, and you've still got to play, haven't you? Yeah, you, definitely. You were playing twice, obviously. Uh, yes. Uh, I, think it's a, I think it's in Birmingham. Last game, yeah, Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham. Yeah. All local town. Well, not local town, but I mean, it's only tw- yeah, 25 minutes away. Um, I mean, I'll be up for that as well. And then you've got uh, Whitlock and Baxter? The, the I've two got uh, Whitlock played. next yeah. week and then Baxter the week after and then obviously Phil. Um, I think I'll finish in that top two, not top four. I think I'll be there or thereabouts. And you've, and you've been in the semi-finals before the Premier League. I, uh, How much has experience helped coming back into the Premier League? You know, and you've seen it before, done it's, it before. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. I mean, when I first saw it, it was big arenas and then it was leisure centres yeah. and then it was big arenas and leisure centres. Now it's um, now it's all big arenas. Um, so it's, it's actually took me took me back to a couple of years back when when I'm up there. I fancy it strange tonight where they, they were being Wadey and, and cheering me on, where I thought this was Wadey's local town. <laughs> and I was thinking, what's going on here? So that threw me a bit, I think, at the first, when I first got on there. Um, but, I mean, I just thought, well, come on now, just, just knuckle down, and that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. And just finally, anyway, just, just tell us what it's like, you know, for those of us not lucky enough to be able to get up on the, that big stage. I mean, as you say, there's big crowds every week now, you know, 4,000, 8,000, yeah. 10,000. I mean, you know, what is it like up there? Yeah. Tell me how I feel. I feel like... What, before I go on there, obviously you're nervous. Yeah. Before you go on there, I mean, you, you can hear when, when John McDonald's does all the, the introductions and that, when we're actually in the practice room yeah. and he warms the crowd up, and you can hear the crowd go roaring and, and whatever else. And then um, you're sitting there and you think, well, when you're on that stage, there's nowhere to run. I mean, it's you versus him. And it's like a fight. And, that, and that's what it's like. I mean, if he hits you, you've got to team back. And that's what I feel like. I mean, if he hits me twice, I listen three times. Yeah. And that's how I feel, you know? And that, that's, how, that's how it is. There's nowhere run, there's nowhere ride on the stage. It's you versus him, you've got three darts in your hand, and it's game one. Phil Taylor started the Premier League as a strong favourite, and after four matches, he's at the top of the pile with four wins. Surprisingly, James Wade finds himself at the foot of the table. Let's get the latest news on the betting on the White Mackay Premier League from the official bookmakers of the competition, that's Skybet. Let's speak to their darts odds compiler, Craig Ibbotson. Hi there, I'm Rod Harrington, and I'm joined by Skybet's Odds compiler Craig Ibbotson, and how are you, Craig? Yeah, very well, thank you. After a great night at darts. So we're going to talk about the Premier League. Obviously, there's a lot of other tournaments. The Premier League, you know, Sky Bet sponsor. Uh, have you seen a lot of money come down for the Premier League? Yeah, it's um, it's mainly on the evening. Uh, we we've we put out quite a lot of a number of long term markets. We put specials up for each player, number of wins and number of one eighties for each individual player and. And quite a lot of outrights who will get the most league one eighties, who will finish bomb, whether they'll qualify for the tour for the last for the last four or not. Um and we did see minimal interest. I mean, um we saw a lot of King um after a week after a week's play after he started so well. We've started we've seen a lot of each way money for King, expecting him to basically get to the final and with Wade and Barney dropping. Um, certainly makes King a, a hot prospect in that respect, but uh, mainly it's on the evening of the darts we really see a, a high high amount of money on on the evening because it's such a popular in-play sport that people, whenever it's on, there's nothing seems to be on on a Thursday night apart from the darts, and everyone seems to get involved on the individual matches, individual 180s, etc. Do do you get a lot of um in play betting, you know, live betting, where you know, middle of the game, all of a sudden someone thinks, well, he's going to do this or he's going to do that. Do you get a lot of uh, bets on that? Yeah, that's right. I mean, we do offer quite a number of um, in running markets, the uh, next leg stuff, like the next leg, who, what will be the winning double, 
whether it'll be a 180 in the next leg, etc. And we do take quite a bit of money on those markets. And uh, certainly with the um, in-play match winner, especially um, early on in the match, we do take quite a number of mon- uh, a number of bets. And uh, you know, with darts being such a a sport where you know you can put four legs together in in a, in a in a bounce, and Lewis showed last night seven four behind, came back and won the last three legs. It's there's so many twists and turns in a darts match that it makes it quite a, a good prospect for the punters to uh, try and get a bit of value at big prices. So, uh, what about of all the bets? What is the one that's going to hurt you the most? Would it be Phil Taylor? Do you have really big punters staking a lot on you know because he's massively odds on most of the time. Yeah, that's right. Last night we basically laid anything with Taylor's name in it. We we lay, you know, we were laying him the first the first player uh, to race the race the three legs. We laid him uh, to be winning at the break, to win the match, to win on the handicap, to get the first one eighty. Anything with Taylor's name on it, you, you can be sure that we'll laid it. And so, when Taylor does lose the odd leg. The, you know, and doesn't doesn't necessarily win on the handicap. It is a good result for Skybet, certainly. And what about? I mean, obviously Taylor's hot, uh, King's pretty hot. And uh, you spoke about the negatives in Raymond and uh, James Wade. Are, are they big negatives in the market? Um, well, t- to be fair, we, at the start of the tournament, we were looking at uh, seven to one Wade and ten to one Barney for the outright, and we're now. You now can get 20 to one Wade and 33 to one Barney for the outright, so they're certainly on a downward spiral there in the market, and I think that's just basically because of the competition that's in it this year. It's certainly by far the the best eight players that could have got there this year, and um, Baxter looked the one that could be shaky, and he's certainly shown that uh, he's worthy of his place in that, that in that eight, and it looks really competitive behind Taylor. Yeah, I mean, I was going to come on to Baxter. He's, uh, we have a love-hate relationship, and uh, he uh, he is the one out of all the eight that, that a lot of people didn't expect to do as well as what he has done. Have you seen a lot of money come in for him to be in the top four, especially? Well, his his um, his prices have changed from from originally six to one Baxter, have him as uh, quite the outsider to qualify, uh, but he has got a few points on the board. The problem with it is that uh, you can only get four places into the semis. Taylor's already taken one, really, and King looks um, very steady. So th- there is basically six players fighting for them two places, and unfortunately Baxter, w- w- we're thinking that he isn't going to last the distance, but he's shown uh, week in, week out, like you say, Roddy. I think he mentioned you last night when uh, he- he- you spur him on to his victories after um, tipping against him every week. <laughs> Yeah, we have this, uh, like I said, this love-hate relationship. He actually likes me tipping against him. He reckons it spurs him on a bit. And he come in the players' room afterwards and says, you just keep doing it and I'll keep proving you wrong. I said, well, Ronnie, you play at the top of your game and I won't complain about that, that's for sure. But I'm going to ask you the big question now, Craig. You know, here at uh, the PDC, we have a pundit, uh, yours truly. And uh, I haven't been doing too well. Well, I've been doing great for the bookies, but not too well for the punters until last night. Do, we were lucky last night, to be honest. I was, I did see the uh, the big 150 to one tip on the screen, and uh, your first draw came in, and it looked like going to a draw in the second game. So, 
You're a bit unlucky, really. Yeah, I did the special bets last night over 12.5, which I think now the special bets are what I'm seriously going to look at because I think there's value there for the punters. But if if I go on the internet or I go on TV, do you see a surge in phone calls perhaps backing that up? I know a certain other company at the World Championships, Labrooks, they, um, as soon as me and Eric went on air and said a few things, their, their phones did go red hot. Um, do you see a movement at all on that? Yeah, I mean, um, certainly anything that anything that's commented on the on the Sky TV certainly does affect the betting. Um, especially last night, um, just before the Taylor Barney game, when um, Dave Clark was talking about Barney's, you know, ripping up the dartboard in the practice room and with uh, some fantastic darts, you know, hitting one eighties here and there and everywhere. And certainly, um, we saw a flood of money for Barney. Um, on his three-dart average to average over 96 um, just before the off and, and a couple of other uh, large bets on him to win the match and, and on the handicap. So anything that's said on there, that these these guys who are watching it, uh, not necessarily experts themselves, uh, like to think that you guys uh, know a bit more than them and, and certainly take it on board. So you've got to make sure you get these tips right, Rod. Yeah, I know. It, it is a bit hard. As you said earlier on in this interview, I think it is the, the toughest eight players and it's over what we call a sh- very short format now and um, it, it seems to be the first person that gets out the gate quick um, seems to get control of the game and invariably goes on and wins. I mean Adrian Lewis I do tell people, especially if he's thrown first it, you know, to back him the first of three legs because he nine times out of ten gets out the gate quick but then after the break he seems to come back from the break uh, and doesn't do a lot. So, do you see a lot of movement in money, especially so on a Lewis or Wade game in that break period? Well, to be honest, uh, I, I try to uh, to lay the guys that are, are in front, um, the ones that are, are likely to be weak in the second half, like you say, the Lewis. Um, that uh, you know, I always um, Jenkins is one of my favourite players for um, for the bookies, in my opinion. Because whatever scoreline it is at half time, you've still got a chance of Jenkins coming back. And uh, reversely, if Jenkins is in front, he, he notoriously doesn't like being in front and often throws away a lead. So certainly at the break, I tend to, to offer big, uh, slightly bigger prices on the guys who are leading uh, that, that are notoriously do dip in the second half. So the punters do come, but uh, I try and put them, put them off having a bet really on the outsiders there. Uh, well, Craig, it's a, it's a question that I get asked an awful lot and everybody does, and I'm going to ask you it. Who are your top four that's going to be in them semi-finals in Wembley? Well, obviously, uh, I think Taylor's almost secured his position there already and having been uh, there every year so far, I think that's pretty much a certainty. So I, I'm going to say Taylor for first. Um, King has been fantastic so far this year, winning the um, a couple of tournaments at the weekend. Uh, previous and also runner-up in the players' champs. I think he's the form player, to be honest. I think he's he's on a par with Taylor, and I can't wait for next week's match between the two. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna think that King's gonna get there in the second place. And then you've got six fine for two places, and it, and it's very tight. So it is a bit of a tough one that really. And uh, I think experience with Wade. I think you know he's had a couple of weeks off after the World Champs, and he's had a bit of relaxation. And I think. Come come midpoint of the uh, Premier League, where it'll really start to fire, and he showed last night glimpses, and I think he'll pull through, and I think I'll see him in the top four, 
and I think the last place will go to uh, Adrian Lewis, who's um, certainly showed that he's got a bit of bottle last night, being seven four down, coming back to seven all, and I think he just needs to get on a run. He can get if he gets a couple of wins together, he could win four or five on the run, and that and that'll see him into them last four slots. Thank you for your time, Craig. No problem. Uh, and we'll speak to you again soon. Without question, Mervyn King has been one of the stars of the show in the White and Mackay Premier League. The King has won three of his four fixtures to date and also won back-to-back pro tour events in Swindon in February. It's certainly been a good few weeks for King, so let's get the lowdown on Mervyn's form. Merv, well done. That, you know, that, that's one of those ones you have to be real tough and, and dog-eared and keep plugging away because Terry was doing exactly the same thing, wasn't he? Yeah, of course. I mean, Terry does that every time he plays. Um, if that's not going your way, you have to try and grind a result out of it. And he tried. I tried. Um, fortunately for me, I come out at the right end of it. When you're constantly going one in front or a couple in front and he's coming back at you, is it difficult to get out of your head the feeling of, will you ever go away, mate? It's frustrating. You know, um, I won't say what I think at the time. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, you know, you think, will you just beep? <laughs> you know, um, but fair play to him. I mean, you know, with, with I break him and then he... he I kick off with a 60 or a 59, and I'm thinking, oh, God, Mervyn, what are you doing? And he goes in with a 140, and you think, well, you're on the back foot straight away. You know, um, but that's Terry. That's what he does. Um, he grinds a result out, and that's what I do when I'm behind. And fortunately, I ground one out from being sort of just ahead. Yeah. So, you know. Just tell us about the last leg, because it was a brilliant scoring leg, wasn't it, with a couple of 180s. You've left yourself 60, 20 tops. You've hit double five the mm. readjustment was very quick to double 15 um, just, just tell us a little bit about that because the psyche of that you must be thrown off kill to it yet you didn't appear to be no at the end of the day if you're a professional player you're worth your salt you can hit any double on that board at any time um, you know they're, they're all the same size and you know you, you just got to throw and throw properly um, I, I didn't throw properly at double top I dragged it over to the left and then hence it hits double five so throw it double 15, throw it properly, it's going to go in. If you don't throw it properly, then it's not going to go in. So, you know, um, Phil will tell you exactly the same. If you're worth your salt, you're going to hit any double on that board at any time. Okay. I suppose in a sense yeah. it's a bit like hitting single 20 and go for double 10, it's next door, isn't it? So it's not, it's not a million miles away, I guess. No, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you've got a target on that board, whether it's treble 20, whether it's double top, whether it's double 15 or double one. Um, if you don't hit them, you lose. So, you know, you, you put everything you've got into that dart at that particular time. I'm sure, obviously, you'd have hoped to get something out of the Ronnie Baxter game, but it's been pretty good business so far, hasn't it? If you know, th- three wins out of four games, most people would swap with you. Yeah, I'm sure they would. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I was a little—well, I was, I was a little bit. I was very disappointed um, at the outcome of uh, myself and Ronnie. Um, I felt the the game should have been a, a draw yeah. at very least, but. That's my own fault for coming out of the starting blocks too slow, and I paid the price. And fair play to Ronnie, he done what he done. He done the business. So, you know, you, you can't argue with that. So it's uh, fair play to him. But I'm just happy to get back on track this week. A lot of people are saying, well, you know, Mervyn's had a very tough weekend. He's just won back to back tournaments in Swindon. This is before the Baxter game, obviously. Mm. You know, physically and emotionally, that's got to be a draining weekend. I mean. Did, did it take its toll? Does it have an effect on you when you do something like that? Maybe. Um, it didn't feel like it at the time, but I mean, at, at the end of the day, um, <laughs> you've got two tournaments, one Saturday, one Sunday, so that means I'm on my feet for 12, yeah. 14 hours every day, both days. 
um, with practice and playing, and that really does take its toll. At the end of Sunday, I was absolutely shattered. Uh, it was nice to get home, and it felt like my time at home went just like that, and I'm back on the road again. So, you know, um, maybe I should lose a few pounds and get a bit fitter. You know, and mentally, um, I mean, you know, because all the exhilaration, adrenaline, the excitement, I mean, does it is it tough to get back up again from that great? Mentally, I'm very strong. Yeah. Mentally, I'm very strong. Um, physically, I'm not quite as strong as I am mentally. So, uh, maybe it's a, a good kick up the backside to, to do something about it. I've got a few pounds overweight, yeah. and that's putting it politely. Um, you know, so may, maybe it's time to lose a bit of weight and, and get a bit fitter, and hopefully we can. Uh, you know, carry those yeah. good games on. And obviously, the TV tournaments are where all the attention is, and, and the big mm. prize money. But, but just some of how proud you are of the achievement to win two of those pro tours on a Saturday and a Sunday. Um, I can't put it into words, to be quite honest with you, because the standard is that high. Yeah. Um, it, if you can imagine the averages that you watch on TV when people play in the World Championships, um, add five or six onto them every game you play. 100 plus every game you play and if you don't you don't win a leg yeah. so you know the, the standard is that high and it's so mentally draining to keep concentration for that length of time and that amount of games yeah. it's uh, it's it's unbelievable to win one to win two is absolutely fantastic and I'm, I, was, I was over the moon so just finally you've talked about the standard on the Pro Tour which we know is phenomenal um, this Premier League with, with these great eight players the top eight players in the world you're looking at legs now. If, if you don't go in 15 legs a 15 darts and a leg you ain't got no chance have you really no, basically no um, basically I mean it's uh, you, you might get the odd leg that yeah. uh, goes over 15 but you certainly don't get many um, if, <laughs> if you've got one dart in your hand for a 15 dart you better hit it because you're not going to get another shot if you don't well, I'm joined now by the two-time World Match Play champion, Rod Harrington, to cast our eye over the Premier League, the way it's gone in the first four weeks or so, Rod. Um, let's start at the top. Phil Taylor hasn't been at his best, but any stretch of the imagination. He's won four games out of four, so the others are better watch out when he does hit a bit of form. Yeah, the first two uh, matches, the first two weeks, he was really off sorts. He had the flu, and it was proper flu. You know, he was in bed for four days. But if they can't beat him when he's ill, Rod, I mean, whenever they're going to beat him? See, people seem to get chances, like Ronnie Baxter 4-0 up, doesn't carry it on. I mean, I think Ronnie learnt from that because the last two weeks he really has played well. But uh, you're right, as soon as uh, Taylor gets into some form, like he did tonight against uh, Raymond Barnfeld, he gets on a run and he's unstoppable. Yeah. Who's impressed you apart from Phil Taylor? You mentioned Ronnie Baxter. I, I think he's underrated quite a lot I mean, by the bookmakers and, and other people and he was having a little bit of a pop at you on stage, wasn't he? Not the first time a pop at you, Rodney, I hasten to add, but uh, you might have done him a bit of favour motivation-wise. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it looks bad on TV, but Ronnie asked me to uh, not, not tip him. He does. I see him the weekend. We had a good little chat about the future of the game as well, yeah. believe it or not. And uh, what happens with Ronnie is he never comes up and says to me, thanks for praising me up. He always comes up and says, well, I slag him off. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, what Ronnie Baxter has done, he's been a solid dart player for 30 yeah. years. And he's, he's got probably the best bottle of, of a lot of players. I mean, he doesn't bottle it. He really does know how to close the game out most of the time. But he's up to scoring. You know, where Ronnie used to be when I used to play, he was a ton player. So you had to throw under a 15 dart or you would beat Ronnie. Yeah. Now that's not the case. You look at his 140s, you look at his 180s, you look at his checkouts, he's upped his game. So what he's done, he's looked at himself in the mirror and said, if I want to play in this game, I want to earn big money, I've got to 
do something. And it looks like he's done it. Another one, Mervyn King. Very professionally set up. Played terrible last week. Didn't get out the gate quick enough. Played terrible the weekend. He's coming tonight and he's put it right. You know, these players are the ones and that's why they're, they're in the top four. They put it right and along with Taylor. He puts it right. Other players don't be seeming to put it right. And the longer they leave it, the harder it is. Yeah. I'll give you Phil Taylor as a starter for the top four. I'm sure you're very grateful for that. Um, you mentioned a couple of guys there, Baxter and King. Do you think they'll fill uh, two of the remaining three qualifying places? Certainly King will. Uh, Ronnie will be very, very surprised if I say that he will. <laughs> but I think Ronnie will possibly get the fourth place. Or if he, he loses the fourth place to fifth, it will only be like on a knife edge. Because he has put the points on the board early and he's confident you know you sit and talk to him in the players room like he did after his match and he's a different person he's very confident in himself and when you're confident in your own ability you're halfway there and that's what Ronnie is the, f the other place I mean I would say Adrian Lewis Terry Jenkins I don't think is going to hold on to it I think Terry Jenkins as I said so many times on TV he seems to look tired he seems to look lethargic he has one good leg one bad leg he ain't going to keep getting away with that, and he nicks a lot of draws. He needs to get back to his, his right self, get a bit, you know, lively in the cinema, a little bit bouncy on the stage. Um, Simon Whitlock, you know, he um, played really well last week, but he missed a lot against Ronnie Baxter, and Baxter made him pay for it. And that's the one thing Baxter's good at. And King, you make mistakes, they make you pay for it. Adrian Lewis has got three points. I mean, he appears to be playing a lot better than the bloke that's only got three points from four matches. Would that be a fair assessment? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the problem with Adrian Lewis, we see him, because he's so fast and he hits a lot of big scores, he looks, looks yeah. as if he's playing a lot better than he actually is. But when you look at his averages and his stats, he's not playing brilliant. He, he's an unbelievable dart player. There's no question that, as I've said for years. But he just needs to get a bit more consistent. I mean, he went, what was it, 4-1 down to James Wade, got it back. And then went 6-3 down to James Wade. But he got it back. So there are signs there that he's learning how to play the game but he's 25 years old, and with that talent, he just wish it could be nurtured in the right way, and he would win majors. There's no question about that. But we see some great talented people that never win majors in other sports, so perhaps Lewis may be one of them. Certainly I hope he ain't. I hope he is a major winner very shortly, because we need somebody you know, like a Wade or a Lewis to really hit some great form and, and push Phil Taylor. It's clear, Rob, that the, uh, the two disappointments in the competition have been James Wade and Raymond Van Barneveld. Uh, perhaps you'd like to give us Dr Harrington's diagnosis on, on what on earth is happening to those two players. Well, James Wade, in my opinion, is not taking the game serious enough. Me and Eric talked about him over the World Championships. I think he thinks it's just going to happen. When you get to the top, as Eric will tell you, and I've told you, that's when you've got to work even harder. That's why Phil Taylor makes a good job of it. Because people are gunning for you more than what they would have done when you're a nobody. I don't think James Wade is taking it serious enough. He seems to, or he tells himself he is, but he actually isn't. When I'm, I'm watching him, I watch him at tour events, I watch him all the time. Unbelievable talent, but he just needs to turn the edge a little bit, you know, turn the pillar over, as I've heard it said before, you know, look at the other side and say, right, in actual fact, perhaps I'm not going the extra mile that other people are. He needs to go the extra mile and uh, sort himself out. Look, I mean, we're only possibly talking about 5%. And he's back to you know proper best. Raymond Barnvelt. Raymond Barnvelt is, is a different story. Uh, I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. I think he's had people around him that haven't got a clue what a dart player is all about. Um, he's had an entourage before this lot that um, stood by the dartboard and before he even put his darts, uh, his flights in the darts, 
had a notepad right by the board. Never even given him an hour to warm up. Now, I don't know any sport where you don't warm up first. Uh, we used to, when we played, so does Phil Taylor. You just go up there and, and warm up. The new people, I don't know them, but they seem to be doing the same. I mean, I had a conversation with Roman Barnbow in Belfast at breakfast last week, and he said, his, his coach said to me, do you realise that Phil Taylor does not blink when he throws darts on TV? But when he throws darts in a practice room, he does blink. And there was a, a bit of silence from me thinking, what have I just heard? Yeah. And I said to him, have you told Raymond this? And Raymond said, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, you're messing yourself up. You're thinking, you're making the game too complicated. The most natural players in any sport don't make things complicated because you're going to take away your natural ability. Raymond Barvel, when he's throwing, when he's fluent, it's as good as it gets. It is so smooth. It's, it's like the best smoothie you've ever had. You know, and he needs to get back to that. And darts is the, I mean, is the, it must be the most simple sport in the world. I mean, to take, to take it down to its basic level, it is a board and three bits of metal. I mean, it couldn't, it couldn't, the board doesn't move, the numbers don't move. It, it couldn't be simple, could it? So why complicate it? Well, that's exactly right. And he is complicating it. He thinks what he's doing, he, in a lot of respect to Phil Taylor, he's saying, Phil does this and he achieves this. I want to get to there. But that's all very well if you're going to take 100% of what Phil Taylor's doing. Phil Taylor plays a lot of our tour events. They are the mainstay of our professional system. And they are quick-fire games, best of 11. You've got to be on your toes from the very first game. And you've got to sustain this concentration through five, six games, probably seven or eight hours in a day. Phil Taylor does that. So, Raymond, if you're looking at Phil Taylor not blinking and not doing this, why are you not playing these tour events like Phil Taylor does. Don't go half measures and then get on a stage and when a dart bounces out the board, you get this, oh, you know, this has happened again. You know, I've known Ray for a lot of years. I suppose I would like to help him out because I'd love to see him back at his best, like I would like to see everybody at his best. But I just think that he's got to clear his head. He's got to start enjoying the game a bit more. You know, I speak to him before, like I did tonight. He had a nine-darter in practice. You know, everybody does that. Even I used to do that. You know, you get on that stage when you've got 4,000 people chanting, the adrenaline starts to pump, your arm tightens up. First two or three legs, even with Phil Taylor, like proved tonight, he's tight. But what Phil Taylor does, he knows his form is going to come good. So he doesn't panic. So he comes back and he, his averages go up, as you see tonight. Barney gets up there, and when it doesn't work from the start, oh, what is happening? He doesn't realise that it's different from that practice room to the big stage, and he's got to realise that. Just a couple of quick other points, uh, Rod. Um, you, you mentioned the, the tour events there. I just wondered, as, as a, a, a pro that's played these tour events for, for donkey's years yourself and, and won them, just assess the, the achievement of Mervyn King to win on Saturday and Sunday at Swindon and back-to-back -back, you know, against a field of 100 and however many darters in, on two occasions. It's an incredible feat. There's not many people who have done it. And uh, I've seen a big difference in Mervyn King since the altercation of uh, the Premier League last year. He's knuckled down, he's realised there's a lot of money to be earned and he's a true professional. And I, I, as I said before, I watch these players week in, week out. Mervyn King keeps himself to himself. You don't see him around a table having a beer. He is focused all the time. He practises more than anybody I know. He was in here again, the first one in at one o'clock this afternoon. In my opinion, Mervyn King is doing it right. And although he may be carrying a bit of weight like Phil Taylor, because he practises a lot, does a lot of walking, plays golf. He's got an endurance that keeps it going. And if you're a little bit fitter, your concentration is better. 
And of course, when you've got a big self-belief in your own ability, it's a lot easier to hit the dartboard. And of course, he got on a run on the Saturday, played brilliant, and I watched him on the Sunday. He was very lucky to get over Anastasia on the Sunday. But once he got over that, he got on a run. And uh, it, it's an unbelievable feat. There's not many people who have done it. Yeah, and just talking of unbelievable feats, Mark Walsh beat Phil Taylor at uh, Derby, wasn't it? That was the, the, the yep. Sunday at Derby. Um, Walsh is a guy that we, we don't see produce his very best on the big stage, but on the floor, there's not many people better than him. And to beat Phil Taylor in any tournament is a very good win. I watched uh, Mark Walsh in two or three games on Sunday, and he was incredible in the final. He didn't miss anything. He took out shot after shot. I mean, Phil Taylor in the legs that he lost <coughs> actually had a dart at a double in every leg. Yeah. But Mark, Mark Walsh took out 100, took out 64, took out 88. That's how you've got to beat Phil Taylor. You are not going to get three clear darts at a double more than one out of ten times. You, if you're going to beat him and take legs off him, you've got to take out 104, 88, 100. And that's what Mark Walsh did. And it's proven Ronnie Baxter did it in America last year in the final of one of the tour events in Las Vegas. You watch every time Phil Taylor loses, people have had to take consistent shots out. Otherwise, you just don't beat him. But that's what Phil Taylor does. So, and as I said to a couple of people, I said to Adrian Lewis last week, they're allowed to do it. If someone takes 144, do you know what? They're allowed to do it. So get over it and you do it to them. Pressure, leg on leg, dart on dart, pressure your opponent. There's two types of pressure. The pressure you can exert on your opponent and the pressure you can absorb. And if you get them two right and they're balanced... You're going to do a Mervyn King and win both tournaments and you're going to be a Phil Taylor. Thanks for joining us on On The Wire, the official podcast of the PDC. We hope you've enjoyed our mix of chat and big name interviews. We'll be back soon with more reflections on the latest darting drama. So from myself, Rod Studd and Rod Harrington, join us again soon. (laughs) 